Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. With each episode, our diverse and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect, and refocus, and defeat the voice that we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Coaching. Southwestern Coaching has helped over 12,000 people increase their incomes by over 25% on average. As a successful salesperson, you know the importance of increasing your sales, but sometimes you might just need a little extra push and accountability to meet your goals and grow your business. Southwestern Coaching will help you increase your income through one-on-one sales and leadership coaching tailored specifically to your needs. Together, we will elevate sales. The struggle for work and life balance, or a better way of saying it, the struggle for work and life success. That is what we're talking about today. And I have a senior partner at Southwestern Consulting, Emmy Brown. She sold books for Southwestern Advantage, and she did that for nine summers. She was full-time in the field selling for six years, and then she was a sales leader. And one of the things about Emmy that always impressed me and has continued to be true is she is one of the rare people who has performed in both recruiting and leadership, and then also the highest level of selling. Just a very, very rare and exceptional ability to both lead and get the best out of other people, but also to personally produce. And she's an expert on all types of different things related to sales and leadership. So Emmy, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm glad (laughs) to be here. Thank you. So there's a lot of moms out there who listen, who they're in sales or leadership or entrepreneurship or some type, but they're also a mom. And then there's a lot of men out there who are husbands or uh, you know boyfriends too, or fathers of a, a woman who has a similar thing. And the first thing I just wanted to ask you is, what do you think most women don't understand about the pressure that comes from being a working mom. Can you just kind of describe what that struggle is? When I first found out that I was pregnant with our first child, I had a lot of fear. You know, I I was working an extraordinary amount of hours and I was very dedicated with what I was doing. I had a team, I was selling. There were so many responsibilities that I love at work that I was very fearful about how I was going to keep all of that up being a mom. So I joined every mom's group that I could find. And frankly, I couldn't find uh, really any mom's groups out there while working mothers. All the mom's groups I was able to find were for mostly stay-at-home mothers. And uh, so I had so much fear about how I was going to be able to make it all work, how I was going to be able to manage, how I was going to get it done, how I was going to continue to produce at the same level, how I was going to continue to leave. And I just... I really felt a lot of fear. And uh, in hindsight, everything worked out a lot easier than I could have even imagined. It's kind of like you just put one foot in front of the other and you take that first step and then that next step and then that next step. And it really does just work out. I think so much of the fear that that we have uh, is unwarranted and we just have to learn how to trust that it will all work out but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. 
So do you do you feel that pull to like be at home, but also to be working? I mean, how do you manage that or, or how do you coach yourself through that? Or what's your what is your mindset about managing that dynamic? Well, all of us do feel pressure and it, it doesn't matter if you're a stay at home mom or you're a working mom or you work part time. Every single mother is going to feel a lot of mom guilt. You know, we're going to feel guilt mm. for working and missing out on you know, going to a luncheon at our kid's school or being able to help with a fundraiser or we feel guilt that we're not, you know, if a mother's not working or, or contributing or growing, like we feel a certain amount of guilt that way too. Um, so mom guilt is very, very, very real. One of the ways that I combat that is actually being very intentional with my time. I live and die by my, my schedule. So I plan my work time extremely intentionally. And, you know, to where every single 15 minutes of my day is mapped out in terms of what I'm going to accomplish personally and professionally. So um, even my um, personal time is very, very scheduled in terms of when we're going to eat dinner and uh, when the kids are going to go to bed and when I'm going to spend time with my husband. So that enables me to actually be focused on the task at hand. I don't want to be at work and be thinking about, you know, all the things that I wish I could be doing or should be doing with my kids. And I don't want to be at home thinking about what I didn't do or I should be doing at work. I want to live in the moment and give it all that I have at work and then give it all that I have at home. When do you plan out the schedule? Give me a, like a little bit about the, the functionality or the technicalities of how and when you plan your schedule and to what detail. Well, I used to be able to sit down every Sunday night and religiously plan, you know, for an hour to two hours. Um, and that doesn't always work in, in the world of kids. Kids don't always nap exactly when you plan for them to. Now with having two kids, it uh, has made it a lot more challenging. Uh, one of the things that I do believe is that you have to plan your week before your week actually starts. If not, you're starting the week out reactively. So, um, you know, I want to each day before it starts. I want to try to plan the next week before it starts. It, it doesn't always happen on Sunday night anymore, but I can take some time on Friday afternoon to think through schedule for the following week. And I can take some, I always take some time before I close out my current day to think through my following day. And yes, I do plan all the little stuff. If you were to actually look at my calendar, yeah, I plan, um, you know, this is mommy Dawson time. And uh, this is when I'm eating breakfast. Like it, it's, uh, it's, it's down to my tooth in a ridiculous way. You know, I have everything in there. So I don't know how to convey really to people at what an ultra level of performance that you are achieving. So do you feel like you have to make a choice at some point? Like it's either going to be my family or it's going to be my production. Well, you can have it all. And at the same time, you can't have it all. I'll explain a little bit about what it is that I do. So I have over 30 team members that I lead and manage. I have 16 coaching clients that I coach one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. um, I also sell and deliver consulting. I speak and sell speaking. I coach, you know, obviously I coach and I sell coaching. So I'm working across all the different divisions of our, our company. So I am pulled in a lot of different directions, you know, plus being a mom and, and a wife, 
you know, there's, there's a lot on my plate. And uh, sometimes we can feel an incredible amount of pressure and guilt when we're not producing at the level that, that we want to. And sometimes that pressure causes us to freeze or to stop and say, it can't be done. I, I'm not going to be able to handle it. You know, I won't be able to fit that back in. And I just have to ignore that pressure and ignore that guilt. Guilt is a huge killer of progress. And I have to ignore that. And actually, I give myself the emotional permission to just do my best, just do the best that I can in any given moment with my uh, you know, God-given abilities. You know, I want to do the best that I can to serve the world at any given moment with the pressures that I have on my plate. Mm. And that's all that I can do. And, um, and I have to remind myself of that daily. And when I relieve myself of that pressure and I relieve myself of that guilt, that opens up the possibility to be able to handle more and more and more. For the men that are out there listening, maybe there's a male who is the boss of the supervisor of a woman who just had kids and is, you know, she's in a role where she is being asked to, you know, perform and work or in the role of more of a spouse or, you know, a partner where uh, you're, they're either the man listening who's the husband or the boyfriend to somebody who is a mom or whatever. What's the advice that you would give to men? What are some of the ways that you think that men can actually support their ladies, particularly if they're a working mom and they're having to have a foot in both worlds? Well, it's good that you asked that question because it, it is very different for men than women. We have a very young company, young in terms of time that our company has been around and also young in terms of, of age of the lead. I mean, we were building this um, when many of us were in our late 20s. So I was the first person who was a female to have a young kid, to have a baby in our company. And so I, I really didn't know if it was going to work because it's very different for a man than a woman. There's just different pressures and different responsibilities. Um, it's definitely, you know, a physical challenge for, for a woman. And then women get their fulfillment from different avenues than men. Oftentimes, uh, a man gets his fulfillment and his sense of purpose and confidence from his production or from his co you know, financial contribution or who he is in business. And a woman is a lot more likely to get a lot more of their fulfillment, not always, a lot more of their fulfillment from their family. I relish in the family time a lot more than, than my husband does. And I have to understand that we are different. And my husband and all husbands or significant others need to understand that men and women just think differently. Women are going to put more pressure on themselves to spend more time with their children they're going to put more pressure on themselves to, you know, be there for certain events. Those events are going to seem more important. They're going to feel guilty when they're not. And, and men just need to recognize that and be okay with it. And every woman is different. For me, I know that I am better being a working mother than a stay-at-home mom. If I was home, when I am home with my kid all day long, I get irritated. I get <laughs> aggravated you know, by, by little things. And I know when I'm, when I'm working during the day, I feel good about that. And then when I come home, I can be very, very focused on my kids and give them my undivided attention and, and, and just be completely present and joyful and in the moment. But I need more of that time 
I need more of that intentionally focused time than my husband does. And I think men, um, a boss or significant others, but men need to recognize that to women, it's very important to have more time than they might want. And uh, it's also important for them to you know, take their child to that doctor's appointment or go to that school event. And that's okay. The priorities of men and women are just different. Yeah, I think that's good for everybody's sanity to just remember. So the last little question I have for you, Em, is if there is somebody out there listening right now, let's say specifically it is it is a working mom and maybe it's a, a new working mom and she is feeling that kind of pressure. What advice would you give to her just as she's thinking through and sort of preparing for what's ahead and in terms of the, the various challenges of being a, a high performer at work while also being an amazing mom? Well, the first piece of advice I would give her is to say that it will work out. The second piece of advice I would give is to say you can't do it on your own. In the past, I have been somebody who has uh, tried to do everything on my own. I have a tendency to not ask for help or sometimes not accept help when people give it to me, but I couldn't do it uh, without a team. We have a full-time nanny. We have a full-time executive assistant. Grandma is incredibly helpful. So be willing to uh, both seek out and accept the help that you need. Because if you have the help that you need, you're going to be more likely to flourish than if you try to do it all on your own and carry the weight of the world on your two shoulders. Mm. Amy, we just, we appreciate you. And on behalf of our team, we wish you all the best. Thank you. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. And to stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and on Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. And thanks for listening.